everybody, and welcome back to my bookcast. As you can tell from the title, I am finally getting to the Valentine's Day Worthy Romances Part 2. I feel like it's a contract. If you make a part one, you have to make a part two. So even though this is coming out in March, it's fine. <laughs> um, so in this episode, instead of rating or talking about romance books that I've read and have liked, or I don't know, I'm going to be talking about books, romances specifically, that I want to read. So you're kind of going to be with me on a journey of like, I want to read this and this and this and this and this month and this month and this month and stuff like that. Anyways, I don't want to keep you waiting. So without further ado, let's get into the romances. Whoop, whoop. Oh my god, I'm going through my TBR on Goodreads. I literally have like three pages of just romances. There's no way I'm going to be able to fit like the ones that I want to read in this episode. I don't know, should I do a part three? I'm not making a part three, no way. Nuh-uh, I'm too lazy to do a part three. But maybe just like, no, they'll come up. They'll come up in the TBRs. So I don't even need to worry about it. They'll come up in the TBRs. It's fine. Anyways, sorry, back to the books. (laughs) First up, we have Frankly in Love by David Yoon. So David Yoon's wife, I think Nicola or Nicola um, Yoon wrote... The Sun is Also a Star, and Everything, Everything. So if you've heard of those books or you've enjoyed them, then maybe you want to check this book out. I don't know. Anyways, we follow Frank Lee, and he is Korean, and he constantly finds himself caught between you know, his parents' expectations and his Southern Californian lifestyle. And his parents have this one rule, I guess you would call it. And it's called, and it's basically where it's, quote, you can only date Korean. So that complicates things when Frank finds himself falling in love with Brit, who's a beautiful and smart, but she's white. And Frank has this friend, I guess, I don't know, but her name is Joy Song, and she's in a kind of similar dilemma where he, I guess she's falling in love with a white boy. And so Frank and Joy make this pact, and it's where they'll pretend to date each other in order to gain their, I don't know, it says here, the, to gain their freedom. So I guess the freedom from their parents and stuff like that. So Frank thinks it's the perfect plan. So (laughs) fake dating is always like the best trope, I feel like. It's the best way to be like, I will like force myself not to love her. But it's like, wait, but I find myself falling in love with her. Like, what do I do? Like, what if she's just faking or I don't know. It's just a really great trope. So I'm excited for this. Um, So but in the end, Frank enjoys fake dating maneuver. Leaves him wondering if he really ever... Wait, if he ever really understood love or himself at all. So yeah, I just quoted Goodreads on that last part of it. (laughs) But, you know, every fake dating trope ends up the same. So you probably know what's going to happen. Anyways, I plan on reading this in July, probably because the cover is yellow and green. And those colors remind me of July. So maybe I should read this in September. I feel like this is during school I should read it during September I don't know I always kind of judge a book by its cover and judge it on which month I should read it so if it colors if the cover is like black or brown it'll be during October or November but if the cover is pink and purple it'll be during like March or April I don't know maybe that's not a good idea it's fine anyways I really loved his wife's work. I've not read much of his own work, but if they have the same taste or same writing, I'm really hoping that I'll I'll like this book because it sounds amazing. I love that we have a main character of color, not just another white um, protagonist. I don't know. Adds a little spice to the story. And I'm so excited because I'm pretty sure since 
they're Korean, maybe it'll show us a little bit of the Korean culture and stuff like that, which I'm excited to learn about. Anyways, just overall excited for this book. Can't wait till July. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Next up, we have Alex Approximately by Jen Bennett. So Jen Bennett is so well known for her romances. I already read Starry Eyes, I think in February, I think. Yes. And I loved it. So I'm not going to get the I'm not gonna let my expectations get the best of me, but you never know. Anyways, we follow Mink Rydal, and she has this crush on an online boy named Alex, and they share the same love for films and movies. And Mink moves to a town in California in which she knows that Alex lives in, but she doesn't tell him, but she knows. And she takes a job in this tour in this museum, and she has formed an arch nemesis named Porter, who is irritatingly hot. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, she finds herself falling for him, even though she doesn't like him and he's very annoying, I guess. So a little bit of a haters to lovers right there. But she's torn whether to, I don't know, pursue her love with him or stay loyal to Alex, who she has a crush on. And she finds out this is like a whole plot twist, the plot tick thickens moment and this isn't a spoiler by the way it says it in the synopsis even though it seems like a spoiler it's not anyway she finds that he is alex so i don't know if that complicates things i don't know if that makes it easier because now she doesn't have to choose but it's just complicated um i'm i'm not gonna say i keep saying i'm really excited which i feel like just makes my t expectations a whole 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 lot higher but I'm like pretty, I'm pretty looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> so next up, we have The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Um, like a lot of books on this list, it's popular and I still haven't read it. Um, I think I'll be reading this in June. Yeah, June I'll be reading this. And I think that's because, well, because I'm a seasonal reader and I feel like romances are something super fluffy, super just lighthearted that you want to read in the summertime. And I know like in here in LA, it's like summertime the whole year round, but you know, I want to get that vibe. So anyway, we follow Lucy and she's kind of the charming office girl. Everyone loves her and we have Joshua and he's just aloof, I guess. And they're enemies. Um, and they do this thing, I guess, with hence the name, The Hating Game. They do like these one-upsmanships and it's basically just a haters to lovers trope if you can't tell that already. Anyways, they don't like each other, but slowly and slowly, they find themselves falling for each other, and obviously, you know, they're going to fall in love, but that's not the point, it's the journey that matters, and I'm just, I really need to, I really need to, like, get rid of my expectations, um, but I feel like it's a little too late for that, considering I already bought the book, like, three months ago, and I've been saving it for June, so it just shows that it's worth buying, and I, I normally never buy books before I read them, I feel like it's just too risky for me, since I'm super picky, but the fact that I bought it, I mean, it's saying something, um, so hopefully my expectations don't, you know, leave me hang, I don't know, anyways, <laughs> 
so next we have the gentleman's guide to vice and virtue and i think this is the only one so far that i've actually read and can recommend to you guys um i'm pretty sure now it's become a series i read it when it was still a novel but it is now a series i haven't read the others um but this is set in i think the 1700s it's a historical fiction i know that um and we follow monty and he and his sister and his best friend percy are kind of going on this trip around Europe. So kind of like a road trip, but, you know, in the 1700s. Um, and, you know, they're going through the cities, enjoying Europe. And it's, part- it's, it's kind of weird because it's sort of focused on the romance blossoming between Monty and his best friend, Percy. And it's also focused on, like, their trip but also like their trip going wrong (laughs) so it's a really great mix of both but it kind of you know it kind of switches here and there so it's not like a it's like not like a continuous balance between each sometimes it's focused more on the other aspect of it um but anywho I definitely recommend this I think I gave it three out of five stars which I feel like a lot of people think that because I rated it three out of five stars it's not the best um but three stars means like I liked it Obviously, five star means like I would die. I would sell my soul to reread it. But, you know, it's three stars. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Um, So, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was rated like really good on NPR, too. So I don't know. <laughs> next. Oh, I don't want to keep saying next. But next we have Full Disclosure by Cameron Garrett. So I think this book is very similar to Simon B.S. The Homo Sapiens Agenda, if you've read that. And it's also similar to um, Felix Ever After, which I mentioned, I think, in my Black History Month's recommendations. Um, But basically, we follow Simone, and she's just transferred to this new school, hoping things will be different. And that is because she has HIV. And in her last school, she said she told her best friend that she had that and it was then it became this whole thing and I don't know it's just in her old school things were bad but she's hoping since she's transferred here she'll keep her mouth shut um everything will be fine and it is fine for a while and until until the plot thickens she begins to fall in love with this boy and Things are going faster than expected, and she doesn't know how to tell him that she has HIV without, you know, making him scared or, I don't know. As well as, she's received a note in her locker one day that someone in this school knows that she has HIV, and it's blackmailing her. Um, I've read this kind of a long time ago. I'm not sure. Yes, okay. So, the blackmail is that she'll have to stop hanging out with her love interest and the person will not tell the school or anyone in the school that she has HIV. So like I said before, in her old school, things got way out of hand. So she kind of has to choose whether to disclose this information to the, her friends, to the people in her school, to disclose this information to her love interest or to stop hanging out with her love interest to not share this information. Um, I thought this was like a pretty good book. I have I I think it's really interesting because HIV I feel like is such a veiled subject that no one really talks about. So I think this was really interesting to read about. So I rated this a three out of five stars. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's like like uh, it's so good. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend it. Yep. 
So I think that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something that enticed you. Um, I might make a part three. I feel like now because I made a part two, it has to be a series. Like I feel like that's a given. Um, but I'm not gonna make any promises. But maybe. Anyways, I think I'll see you next time. Love your favorite bookworm. Mwah.